It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We feel really good about the players that we're looking at. You know, we're going to come away with two good players on Thursday night. We're very confident about that. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 27th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we will hear from Orlando Magic President of Basketball Operations, Jeff Weltman, who you just heard at the top of the show, as he addressed the media on Monday for the final time for the big day on Thursday. We'll talk about what the Magic are looking for and how a lot of things have complicated what really is just a simple decision. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. Plus, a review of some options for the Magic with their second-round pick, which we have dutifully ignored. And like I said on, on Friday's episode, or on Thursday's episode of Locked on Magic, after getting the West of One-Do pick, I kind of retired from, uh, select, from guessing second-round picks, but I'll give you a few options to keep an eye on as well. Before we get into any of that, though, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. They're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, say, the Toronto Raptors, hoping that they pass on Jalen Suggs? Check out our friends at Locked On Raptors. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Don't forget as well to tune in to the live NBA Draft show that is coming up on Thursday. NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. You know, I, I, I sometimes am guilty of oversimplifying things, um, of kind of, you know, sometimes my sense of humor is to just state the obvious. So, apologies if what I'm about to say for a good chunk of this segment is, well, of course. Of course that's what they're trying to do. Of course that's the goal. I think draft night gets super-duper complicated, especially the run-up to the draft. Um, you know, I'm in some, some group chats with Magic fans, and everyone, and certainly I experience it, you know, talking to people on Twitter and on social media, everyone lets their wildest imaginations run wild. 
Um, there is palpable stress concerning what's going to happen Thursday. And, and people are trying to run through all the permutations and all the possibilities. Uh, and it drives some people crazy. And no doubt, the Magic front office is doing the same. They're going through their list. They're re-ranking players. They're sorting players and going through different permutations of the draft. Different things are going to happen based on the uh, on the analysis and the intelligence that they receive. And that stuff changes daily. Um, Jeff Weltman said it twice during his press conference on Monday. If you hold the draft 24 hours before or 24 hours after, it will be completely different. This stuff really does change that quickly and that much. You know, you have you have your debate, you have your draft debates with people. Those draft debates are the same everywhere. The people in front office offices might have a tad bit more information. But I think what I had what I what I shared with from Jeff Weltman at the top of the show is still 100% true. At the end of the day, the goal is to draft the best players you can. To feel good about the players that you're looking at, to feel good about the options that you have, and I think the Magic do have some great options available in this draft if they decide to stay put at five and eight. Maybe not the maybe not the clear superstar talent that the Magic need, but they will get good players, or they'll have the opportunity to draft good players. And so the question is, how do you get? How do you pick, or how do you determine who the best players are? Because the trades. The rumors, everything else, it boils down to that central question or to that central fact. The goal of the draft is to get the best players you can, to trust your process, to trust your analysis, to trust your scouting, and determine what is the best path forward for the team. What the Magic are looking for is certainly a bit different. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, they shouldn't take Alpern Sengun, they already have two centers. Or they shouldn't take Scotty Barnes. They have two forwards and just got out of a situation with three forwards who don't who aren't quite small forwards and aren't quite great shooters yet. Well, a lot of those considerations matter. I've seen people say the Magic shouldn't take a point guard because they've got Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton. And there's there's something to that. I advocated yesterday that yes, fit does matter a little. But the big key for where the Magic are out right now is to get high-level prospects and bring talent into the building. As Waltman said on Monday, this team is in a position where development is more important. And they're not going to pass up on talent because it doesn't fit some perceived positional need. And um, we're looking for talent. We're looking for character. I would say that, you know, specific positional needs and... Um, uh, uh, you know, slotting in certain um, skills would probably, you know, they're, they're always important and they're always part of the discussion, but I would say they probably take a little bit more of a backseat considering, you know, where we are right now. Um, so, uh, you know, most important for us is, is that we feel that we're going to add two talented guys that can grow into being um, high-level players and high-level teammates and, you um, and I think we're looking at a bunch of guys uh, at five and eight that kind of fit that bill. But I'm very hesitant to say, you know, we're not where we were a few years ago, where we slot in a specific need. You know, we, we need to add guys that we can grow with. And that is really at the heart of everything. Um, the Magic are a rebuilding team. They're one of the, they were one of the worst teams in the league last season, um, before and after the injury, or after the trade deadline. And 
they've got a lot of work that they need to do. This is going to be a process, a multi-step process, to rebuild the talent level on this roster. And so the Magic, as Jeff Weltman would say later, are not in a position to pass up on talent just because the fit might be a little clunky, as he would put it. Um, certainly, it is important, and I think even Weltman acknowledged this, that whoever they draft has to have a path to play. There has to be a way to get them on the floor and at least make it a little bit comfortable for them to do so. You don't want to draft a whole bunch of point guards and push Cole Anthony and whoever else and Markel Fultz to the side. You do have to be a little bit smart and have some consideration of that. But at the end of the day, this is truly about talent. This is truly about getting the best players you can find, the top players on your board, exactly what a draft is. It is about getting all of that from these two picks. Um, or as much as you can from these two picks. The Magic are going to be aggressive. It's very, very clear that they are. They're, they're, you know, Weltman said that they've looked at trading up, they've looked at trading down, they've you know, analyzed everything that's available to them. They've had most of the players that they want come through their doors. Um, they've had most of the players that they wanted to see. They've been able to get as much information on them as they can during this limited uh period with, with COVID with COVID restrictions still in place. Obviously, scouting this season was extremely difficult because of that. Some of the usual avenues the match might have to gain some intelligence weren't available to them. And a lot of their homework they had to do during these in-person visits. These interviews are more important and have more weight than ever because it is the only time that teams were able to see players work out, that teams were able to really interact personally with these prospects. So the fact the Magic have had so many key players like Jonathan Kuminga, like Alpern Sengun, like uh, Scotty Barnes, like Moses Moody, like James McKnight, they've had so many of those players come through their doors is certainly a good sign that Orlando's done a lot of their homework. And there's, I, don't think there's, I don't think anyone would accuse Jeff Weltman of being unprepared. This has been, a, this has been an, obviously an opportunity to look at all this talent, to look at all these players and figure out which ones are best. And who knows? Maybe the Magic haven't made a final decision on which ones fit their team best and fit their vision best. As I've argued before, what's important about this offseason, what's important about this this draft, is the Magic do have some perspective on what their ultimate vision is. The ultimate group that they want to be. The ultimate team that they want to be. But having the 5th and the 8th pick certainly multiplies the problem too. More picks, more problems. There's obviously the opportunities to trade up, but there's also the challenge of trying to guess and figure out how those two picks fit together. And that's part of the challenge that Jeff Weltman's facing. I want to get a little bit more into that challenge coming up here in just a moment. But first, this podcast is brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brown the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com and a whole warehouse in your pocket and at home. Save time when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. You have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go, to, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So... So um, it's really actually been interesting because, um, you know, it's like you said, not just having two picks, but having two picks that are kind of um, bunched together like that is, has, you know, there have, been, there have been a lot of conversations about, you know, um, swinging for the fences and, you know, what do we do with, if we do this with this one, we can do this with the other. Um, ultimately, you know, we need to come away um, with two good players of high character that we can grow and develop and be part of our team. And so, and we're very confident that we're going to do that. You know, within that, um, you know, these are basketball players, and 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 before that, they're people. And so, you know, every conversation is so different. You know, every person is so different, and how they integrate with our group. You know, what their potential is, um, what we need. Um, you know, these are all kind of um, parts of the discussion beyond just the, the the scouts. You know, beyond beyond what we see. Um, uh, uh, between the lines. So there's a whole lot that goes into that. And it, 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 I have to say, it's been really interesting having picks so close together. The Magic do control a lot of this draft. There's no getting around it. With the fifth and eighth pick, the Magic have two top 10 picks. They're not the only team with two high picks like that. But, you know, we talked a little bit, of, I think I, at least I mentioned online, we talked a little bit about the kind of Luka Doncic problem when the Magic were, trading, were, were in the discussions of trade up to three for Luka Doncic. But the issue was the Magic might have had all the assets to offer Dallas, but they, they wanted Doncic and, and, or Atlanta. They had all the assets to offer Atlanta, but Atlanta wanted Trey Young, and they were not dropping below five to get him. So Orlando has that bit of an advantage, I suppose where they have this trump card. They have this really high pick. They have the highest pick that's possibly made available to allow them to trade up. That's where those picks also play in. But figuring out how to, how to draft or how to pick, pick players too, that matters as well. That matters too in that Orlando has the chance to get two really good players. Let's, let's be honest. The Magic have a chance to get two solid, good players in this draft without even having to move. I know there's disappointment. I know there's frustration with the lottery and moving down from three to five. And that's fine. That's warranted. That's fair. But at the same time, the Magic have opportunity. Lots and lots of opportunity too. They can take a player like Jonathan Kuminga, who many people believe have star, has star potential, or Scotty Barnes to kind of do it all player who's going to be very, who's going to be good. He's going to find a role in the NBA. He may not be a superstar. He may not be an all-star, but he will find a role in the NBA. He's just too talented and versatile not to. There's great scorers like James Book Knight uh, or Keon Johnson. There's great shooters like Moses Moody or Corey Kisper. There's big men like Alpern Sangoon or Kai Jones or playmakers like Josh Giddy. There are options for the Magic 
at these picks. There's even great defenders like Franz Wagner. There are options at this pick if the Magic don't move, if the Magic stay right where they are. And so all these other factors, again, are complicating the key part of this of this whole thing. The goal is to get good players, to bring in the kind of people and the kind of players you want onto this roster. That's really what all of these discussions boil down to, is trying to figure out who the best player is, who the best people are to bring onto the roster and bring into the team. There's a lot, obviously. There is a lot going on. Um, there's a lot on the outside, um, both from the trade perspective and from plenty upon the others, as the Magic tried to accomplish this goal. But at the heart of everything is this goal. Yeah, I mean, we spend a lot of time on that. It's a sliding scale. I think we have to, we have to um, look at, um, you know, how, how clunky it would be if we were to draft that player. We also have to look at what's the drop-off to the next option, you know. So, um, and, and those aren't easy decisions. You know, I always say, like, the hardest stuff with this is there's never an obvious answer. In, in anything you debate, there's never an obvious answer. And that's, that's, that's the challenge of the draft. And so um, that's what we, you know, kick around. And that's why, these, that's why these, you know, boards always change. And that's why I say if the draft were 24 hours earlier or later, it would be different, you know, because you look at things differently the more you consider them and bring more facts to bear. Um, but, you know, that being said, we are, we are in a position, I think, where, um, you know, we're not your kind of uh, uh, typical team that is going to be slotting in a certain need or a certain position. You know, we need to be adding guys that we, can, that we feel we can grow with and the right kind of people. Um, so I think that does kind of like widen, um, widen our parameters a little bit. And that sort of lays the table for what the Magic are going to be trying to do on draft night. Yes, there will be a push to move up. Yes, there will be a push to get the most talented player they can because that is the ultimate goal of any draft. But at the same time, the goal for the Magic is not necessarily to find a fit or, or a clear fit on this roster. Um, it, the goal is to add the best players you can. And yes, because the Magic are in a rebuilding mode, figure out the rest later. Um, again, I've, you know, I've told this to people. Magic are not married to anyone on this roster. There's no one on this roster that the Magic should feel is for sure part of the team's future. Everyone will have something to prove and, and, and this season will be an audition essentially to figure out what this team even has, what this team can even build around. And so the Magic then have work to do. Um, the last few days before the draft, they will be sorting out these lists, figuring, having these debates, having these unanswerable debates, and trying to come to some conclusion. Whether that's to trade up, whether that's to trade down, whether that's to make the pick, whether that's to make the pick you want or make the pick someone else wants. The Magic will take all this information, all this analysis that they've had, all the, all the, all the intelligence they've gathered, and make their pick. And at the end of the day, the goal is to bring in two players who work and two players who will be a part of this team's future, at least for the near future. I want to dive a little bit into some of the second round options the Magic have as we uh, prepare for the NBA draft. We focused a lot on the first round picks. There's obviously two of them at five and eight, but we'll talk a little about 33 and what that can provide the Orlando Magic coming up here 
in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to tell you a little bit about our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now in full swing. It feels like the only thing in swing right now. So you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We've talked a lot about the fifth and the eighth pick, and obviously those are super, super, super important for the Orlando Magic. Obviously those are kind of foundational picks for this franchise moving forward, and, and picks that the Magic have to get right. Um, you know, I know I've kind of come across saying, take a swing with one pick, be safe with another. That's kind of my strategy. And Waltman acknowledged that there's going to be some interplay between those two picks. Um, now, the Magic aren't going to let the fifth pick dictate who they take with the eighth pick necessarily. If the best player's on the board and they happen to clash a little bit with the fifth pick, they're going to take the best player, but... For sure, these two players are going to be key parts of the Magic in one way or another, or the Magic certainly hope that they will be missing on. Both of these picks would be disastrous. Uh, Missing on one wouldn't be so bad, depending on what the other becomes. Uh, Hitting on both would be a huge, 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 huge benefit. Um, The big thing, though, the big thing, though, that that I feel like um, we haven't talked about is the second-round picks. Um, the Magic have not done great with second-round picks under Jeff Weltman. Um, Melvin Frazier uh, never really got the opportunity. Wessa Wundu was in and out of the lineup but never could establish a strong rotation spot. Justin Jackson is actually going to be playing with the Magic Summer League team this year, according to some reports. So the Magic might actually see him, but the Lakeland Magic essentially cut him. He was no longer on the Lakeland Magic. He played elsewhere last year, so it's not very clear necessarily where Justin Jackson fits in. And the Magic have kind of used their second-round picks to just take the longest player available. Um, we do remember the infamous uh, statement from Jeff Weltman's first NBA draft when the Magic had the 25th pick when he claimed that the draft sort of flattened out and the Magic didn't want to bring in an, another rookie um, to a more veteran roster then. Those considerations are still in play. And the Magic, to some extent, are still kind of focused and still thinking a little bit about uh, how many young players they have on their roster and where the talent sort of drops off to the point where it's no longer worth it to take the pick. The 33rd pick is a very high second round pick. So there are very good players that slip through the cracks and into the second round. There's also the chance to trade back up into the first round 
um, if there's a player the Magic want because teams that are more cash-strapped or, or a little bit bumping up against the, the luxury tax might be more willing to take on a second-round pick with a lower contract value with less guaranteed money than they would a first-round pick with the guaranteed contracts that come with it. Orlando is certainly in a position where they can take on some salary, but I want to hear. I want to give you what Jeff Waltman had to say when asked about the second-round pick uh, yesterday. <laughs> the truth of the matter is every year we figure out where that line is. We have our players that we feel um, if this guy's there, we, we'll make the pick, and if not, we'll look to move out. Um, but I think you bring up a great point. We have three rookies on our team from last year, and we know we're going to add two more this year. There does become a critical mass where um, you know you have to start to look at the big picture, and those are, are parts of our discussions. And so those discussions figure into um, where we where we place that line on our on our board about if these guys if one of these guys should fall to 33, we're in, and if not, you know we're going to look to move out. So uh, it's, a, it's a very good question. We have spent considerable time on it. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, I do think like there, there um, becomes a point where you have to um, keep the pathway clear to develop the players, the young players that are on your roster. So as much as you may like someone, um, we have to be cognizant of the big picture as well. That gets into a lot of the draft day discussion, a lot of the draft philosophy that Jeff Weltman uh, is going into this draft with. Um, yes, you can't have too many young players, and the Magic are certainly verging on that. I've gone through that rotation where the Magic have too many young players, too many players that need to play uh, without enough veterans um, and, and not enough rotation spots to fill them, even with even accounting for the injuries to Jonathan Isaac and to uh, Markel Fultz, and, and they're perhaps delayed and sometimes maybe stilted returns to the court coming up this year. There are still several players that I think are worth taking a look at in the second round. I don't think the Magic should pass on this opportunity to add another high-level player. If they can find a way to get a, a high-level stash player, I think that would be advantageous to them. Uh, I don't even think trading back into the first round. The back end of the first round would be a terrible thing, too, if they identify a player that they really like. Right now, the goal, again, is to get talent. But there are a couple of players that I do want to point out as late first, early second round options. Um, right now, it looks like uh, Chris Duarte, who I originally had, is kind of a second round target. Looks like he's going to be off the board. It sounds like he's going to get uh, taken in the in, uh, toward the maybe uh, just after the lottery gets taken. But um, a lot of name Magic fans have had on their list is a uh, JT Thor of Auburn. Um, really intriguing prospect. He is a super. He, you know, he's super athletic. He's super uh, nimble for for a player his size. He measured at six foot nine with seven foot three wingspan. Uh, so that checks off that box. I mean, we know how much the Magic love their length. Um, raw prospect, but. He really has good fluidity. You know, if you watch his tape, you know, his numbers don't jump off the page at all. Um, blocked 1.4 shots per game average, 9.4 points, 5 rebounds, 44% shooting from the floor. Not a great number for a guy who's not a great jump shooter. But he's willing to take jumpers, and his movements look really fluid. Um, so the hope would be that you develop a little, a little bit more, gets a little bit more experience in the game. He continues to, to add to that skill level. Um, but again, this is a very, very, very deep project for, for, for anyone that drafts him. You're going to hope that he can provide a little bit of defense for you immediately and then grow into the game offensively and become a better shooter. Um, Thor is looked like is looked at as a late first-round pick. Would not be surprised if he's still available at 33. Um, the guy that I really like that I think would be an interesting grab, but I, I do think that a contending team needing a young, needing a young boost will, will take him, is Houston's Quentin Grimes. Um, the real reason Penny Hardaway was in Chicago was not to interview with the Magic. It was to work out Quentin Grimes and get him ready for uh, the NBA Draft Combine. Grimes had a really good collegiate career. 
17.8 points per game, shooting 52.3% effective field goal percentage in his final season. That included 40% from beyond the arc. So very, very good shooter. Um, he's able to get to the basket, able to finish kind of around around the hoop. He does get into wild floaters and stuff, but so but you're not asking him to be a primary attacker creator. You need him to spread the floor as a shooter, defend a little bit, and attack closeouts a little bit too. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised Grimes hasn't been projected to be a little bit higher. I do like him a lot as a player. His age is kind of the biggest factor for him. Um, he improved steadily throughout his three years in college, but certainly one of the older players in this draft. People kind of see him kind of topping off, I guess. Um, and so he's very likely kind of a player that supports a, a winning team, probably more than a developing team like the Magic, but a really, really nice player. At the Combine, he had the best showing at the Combine. I think that's how he got some first-round buzz. Um, scored 12 points on 5 for 8 shooting and 2 for 4 from deep with 6 rebounds in 23 minutes in the first game that he played. In his second game, he scored 27 on 10 for 17 shooting, including 7 for 12 from deep. Combine games, who knows how legitimate they are, but definitely stood out with all the NBA scouts in attendance watching. Um, the guy that I'm really intrigued by, and I just kind of discovered him and started watching some tape on him, is Serbia's Filip Petrosev. Um, this could be a guy that the Magic are able to kind of stash overseas, but you know there was that report that came out, and, and I like Alperen Sengun, but there's a report that came out that said um, the Magic were looking at Alperen Sengun at eight as a potential replacement for Nikola Vucevic, which we all kind of said, like, then then why did we trade Nikola Vucevic? Like, Vucevic is still really good. And I think Sengun's going to be good too, but, um, you know, again, a non-defensive-minded center, really kind of a concern to use a, a high draft pick like that on um, unless they're elite offensively. And I think Sengun's very good offensively, but I don't think he's kind of got the elite elite skill skill making or playmaking that would make uh, a kind of non-factor defensively uh, matter. Especially when you got a guy like Philip Petrosev that you could get a little bit later in the draft, maybe. Um, Petrosev uh, is 21 years old. He played two years at Gonzaga, um, including averaging 17.5 points per game and 7.9 rebounds per game in his sophomore year in 2020. He then jumped to the Adriatic League and played for Mega Basket last year. Averaging a league-best 23.6 points per game to go with 7.6 rebounds per game. He won the Adriatic League's MVP last year. Um, Petrosev is considered a capable three-point shooter, too. He made 41.9% of his long-range attempts last year. Um, so there's the potential that he could be a stretch five. Um, doesn't have the positional size or length. He's 6'10", um, I, I believe, or 6'11". Um, you know, not a great shot blocker. He relies a lot more on his positioning, but he's got good positioning. Like, he's... He's got a lot of the package that I think you would want from a big like him. Um, and so, I, I, you know, not an extreme athlete. I don't know if he projects to be a starting center or not. Um, but he, you know, the, the Adriatic League is no joke. That is a physical league. He's going to be physical with guys. He understands his positioning. He understands where to be. And he understands where to be offensively, too. And I think all that adds up uh, to be really, really, really important. Um, he uh, measured at a six foot eleven wingspan, so not the longest player. Six foot eleven, you know, same same wingspan as height. That doesn't check that box for the Magic. Um, but this is a guy that's pretty skilled already. Um, obviously, he had some struggles at Gonzaga, but you know, he's really grown as a professional. Again, I'm kind of surprised he's not getting a little more first round buzz. Um, this could potentially be a good stash pick too if the Magic don't want to bring in a third rookie. They can draft him, hold his rights, and, and wait for him to. Um, wait for him to come over. Um, I think that, that I think that would be a huge, huge grab or potentially a huge grab for the Orlando Magic and someone that I would keep my eye on for uh, one of these top, uh, one of these uh, second round pick and one of these second round prospects that the Magic might be looking at.
But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore me. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I am planning on doing a Spotify green room on Friday. I do not have the time yet. Um, we, uh, I am expecting that the Magic will have their draft picks in town on Friday, so it'll probably be sometime after that. So expect uh, expect probably a, a Friday evening session where we'll all come together and talk a little bit about uh, what we learned about the Magic's draft picks and a little bit more about them as well. We'll get to we'll get to that coming up uh, later on in the week. Um, may not be an episode tomorrow um, of Locked On Magic just because of my timing timing stuff. I'm getting ready for the draft, but we will have an episode Thursday, so we will talk one more time before the NBA draft takes place. Be sure, though, to, to catch the live NBA draft show that we're doing here on the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA draft coach Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th. That's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you'll know podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Um, you can find me again on Twitter at underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.